Welcome to Bird Bits and today's episode, Our Michigan Owls. Bird Bits are stories of rehabilitation. My name is Tanya Prochnow and I am a state and federally permitted wildlife rehabilitator located in northern Michigan. Bird Bits shares educational information based on what we do with Feathers Avian Rescue. You will hear updates on the birds we see and stories and information behind the situations that bring them to our care. We hope this podcast helps you understand just a little bit better what is involved in rehabilitation. So today we're going to be talking about owls and specifically about owls that we would find here in Michigan. So I'm going to start with a bit of basic information just to make sure that everyone um, has that general understanding of what makes owls different and special. So owls are of the order Strigiformes, and there are over 200 species worldwide. In Michigan, we have 11 species, which I will tell you a little bit more about. Some of the unusual things that make owls special is they can rotate their neck 270 degrees. Um, so they can, they can look behind them with no problem. Um, that's something to keep in mind when you're caring for an owl in rehab because just reaching behind their head doesn't mean that you're automatically safe from being bitten. Uh, another un- interesting thing about owls is most of them have asymmetrical ears. That means that one, one ear is located higher than the other, and this gives them um, a better ability to determine where something is by sound so that they're able to catch their prey with more accuracy. So that's unique to them. Um, we think of an owl and we think of the, the traditional hoot, the hoo-hoo, and Owls don't just hoot, um, they hiss, they whinny like a horse, they sound like a saw that's being sharpened a lot, just depends on what type of owl. They all have different sounds. Um, I will say that most of them are distinct enough that if you hear it in the middle of the night when you're out in the woods, um, they may make you jump just a little. Um... So when we're looking at owls' feet, they're using their feet to catch their prey um, often as they're flying or diving. Um, They are zygodactyl. That means that they have the four toes and two face the front, two face the back. Now, they're a little different than, say, a woodpecker, who is also zygodactyl, as they can move one of their toes if they need to grip. So their feet are a little more flexible. And of course, they have those wonderful talons for gripping. Um, Part of their being able to fly silently and to catch their prey is the special features on their feathers. So the leading edge of their flight feathers all have this little tiny fringe. It's almost like the edge of a comb. The technical name is frimbriat, but it means fringe-like. Um, that basically causes less turbulence so that when they're flying, they're silent. You don't hear their wing flaps like you would say with a raven. Um, They're quiet. They're also super, super fluffy feathers that also help cut down that turbulence. Now, um, owls swallow their food whole. And so uh, say they've swallowed a mouse. There are parts of that mouse that they just have, they're not going to digest. And so owls actually form pellets and then they will cough up the pellet, which would contain 
the bones and the fur and anything that is not digestible in the form of a compact pellet. And you can actually find these and you can usually determine what that owl was eating based on taking and looking at the pellet. It's a little unsettling to watch them cough up a pellet, but it's perfectly normal and that's what they need to do because they swallow their prey whole. One of the biggest dangers to our owls is actually poison. Uh, because they like rodents, um, they will grab mice. And depending on um, the species, some of them will actually um, pick up uh, rodents that are not alive. And so if they pick up a rodent that's eaten um, poison, um, it can cause a secondary poisoning to them. And so that is a common thing to see with owls, unfortunately. And it's something that is very preventable. So that's just some owl basics for you. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the different um, species here in Michigan and um, tell you a little bit about which ones we've seen in rehabilitation and give you a couple stories behind um, those the situations that brought them to us. So the first um, owl I want to talk about is the great horned owl, and it's the most widespread owl here in Michigan. They don't migrate in the winter. We'll see them year-round. Uh, they hunt by sight, um, so usually um, they're nocturnal, but you can sometimes see them in daylight hours. They, um, the thing that's interesting about them is they have the ear tufts, and um, they're probably mo one of the most recognizable species. They have um, really good grip with their feet. Um, they say about 28 pounds of pressure to be able to um, get their foot to release. They have that much, that good of a grip. Females are bigger. Um, sometimes you will see groups of crows really like to mob the, the great horned owls, and I'm not sure why specifically great horned, although there are other owls that crows like to mob as well. Um, they tend to eat, well, one of the unusual things is great horned owls are actually one of the predators of the barred owl, which we'll talk about in a minute here. And so great horned will eat barred. They also like rodents, skunks, squirrels, um, pretty much any of those smaller smaller animals. Um, as far as they make up about 15% of the owls that we see we have seen in the past. Um, I think every owl, every great horned owl that has come in has smelled of a skunk. Um, if I get a call that says, I have an owl in my chicken coop and it smells like a skunk, I can usually predict it's going to be a great horned owl because that seems to be the owl that always shows up in chicken coops and the owl that always has been eating skunk. I'm not sure why, but that's been our experience. Um, we did have a, a, a great horn that came in, again, smelled like skunk and was found in a chicken coop. Um, we had it for almost two months and could not determine what was going on with it. It didn't have any breaks, it didn't have parasites, there was, it, it ate wonderfully. Um, it lost some of its feathers on its face, which was unusual. Um, we thought um, it could have possibly um, 
have experienced um, West Nile virus, which is very common with great horned owls. Um, after two months' time, it still was unable to fly. It was um, its con- condition was actually deteriorating because it was losing its feathers. So we made the choice um, to euthanize it because we could not we could not get it in a situation where it was improving, and we were concerned about um, its quality of life. That particular owl was sent in for a necropsy. We wanted to find out what was going on with it. And in its situation, it came back that there was absolutely nothing wrong with the owl. So we really don't know sometimes. We think we see issues, and it comes back inconclusive. And unfortunately, that does happen. So that was our sad story with one of the great horned owls we had seen. We've had other ones that have done really well. Um, The next one I wanted to talk to you about was the barn owl. Now, um, the barn owl is actually considered the most widespread in the world. Um, In Michigan, you will find them in the far south of Michigan. And um, they're the ones with the nice heart-shaped face. That facial disc is a really distinct heart shape. And so... um, they're pretty recognizable. Um, they are nocturnal and they love voles, which may be why we don't see them as much here in the north. Um, we have never seen a barn owl here in care. Um, the next owl I'll tell you about is the barred owl. Barred owls make up 62% of the owls that we have seen in the past. It is the most common owl, and when I get a call, um, I have an owl hit by a car. It's usually always a barred owl, um, without fail, for whatever reason, again. Um, They tend to like the forest. They're here year-round. They eat both mammals and birds, amphibians, fish, um, as opposed to um, other types of owls, um, barred hunt from a perch. So they'll find a branch, and they will sit, and they'll dive down and grab um, their food. Um, with the barred owl, it was the first bird I ever had in rehabilitation. I received my permit on a Friday, and on a Monday, a gentleman left me an owl in my garage, and I didn't even have my address anywhere, but he had stopped and asked directions from a neighbor and left me an owl. And so that's my first experience was with a barred owl. And um, I was not necessarily, I going into this, I didn't really like owls, but They're so cute and they're so fun that they've kind of changed my mind. So the next would be uh, the northern sawwet. These are one of the smallest owls. They like the forest. Um, They tend to um, live in the holes from woodpeckers and they hunt by sound. So um, they're listening. Um, They are the cutest little things and they are definitely one of the favorite um, I, I had one in particular that was ready to be released, and without thinking, I fed him a really good, really big lunch because I wanted to make sure he was ready to go, and so we went to release him that evening, and he was so full he couldn't fly away. So we released him um, a couple days later after having a much smaller lunch, um, and he flew off with no problem. Um, the next would be, we have an Eastern screech owl and they come, um, in a couple different color variations. They're here year round. And again, they also live in cavities in the trees. 
You can find them in urban and in rural settings, and they also hunt nocturnally and from a perch. Um, we have not had an eastern screech in care here at, with feathers. Um, I've seen them around here. Um, the ones that I've seen really like to eat European starlings. Um, the next would be a snowy owl. Now, with the snowy owl, we see them in the winter because they're migrating south to us. Um, they really like open fields because that's familiar to them. That's like hunting in the tundra where they're from. Um, they, have, they hunt by eyesight, and so they will hunt day or night. Um, if you hear a snowy owl, it sounds like a bark. Um, it's not a hoot. Um, about 9% of the birds that we've, the owls we've seen have been snowy owls. Um, they, the thing I like to tell people is you're not supposed to mess with a snowy owl. Stay back. Don't disturb them. Let them do their thing. However, if a snowy owl has been sitting in the same location more than six or eight hours, you need to walk up to, to, towards it to see if it responds to you. All of all of the snowy owls I have seen have been in starvation situations, and um, most of them have been so far gone that I was not able to do anything for them. And so that is one of the things to be aware of. Um, they're basically coming south because their food supply isn't available up north, and so a lot of them are in bad situations when they make it down here. They're definitely the, one of the cuter owls as well. Um, then there's a short-eared owl, and it hunts in grasslands. Um, it has really yellow eyes with dark patches around them. It's very distinct looking. It's got the short ear tufts. Their ear tufts are there, but they're very short. They build their own nests, which is a rare thing in an owl, and they also migrate. Um, they fly really low over fields, and um, they like to catch rodents. Now, I've never had a short eared owl here in care. Um, they're a little rarer when it comes to um, the species of owls. The next would be the northern hawk owl. And they, they look like a hawk. Um, and so um, they like the far north. So they would be in the UP. Again, I've never seen one of those here in care. I've had calls about um, them, but it was, it was not a situation where it needed um, to come in. Um, they hunt during the daytime, and um, they actually will dive into the snow, dive down into the snow to grab food because they actually hunt by hearing as well. Um, they're not migratory, and so they're, they're around, and they, they handle the snow with no problem. Um, the next would be the great gray. That's the largest length in Michigan, or actually the largest length of all owls. Um, they also um, like to perch. They hunt from a perch nocturnally, and they are another species that will dive right into the snow um, hunting. They eat rodents, and um, they actually use nests that are already constructed. So like crow's nests, um, they will take those and use them for their nest. Uh, the next would be the northern long-eared owl. And its ear tufts are really long. Um, obviously, that's where its name came from. It also uses abandoned nests. Um, they tend to be in the north, but they do migrate. So um, they're not here year-round. Um, we have seen them here. About 3% of what we've seen here has been 
the long-eared owl. Again, they're a rarer species. Um, they have a pretty distinct call as well. Um, so, and then the last one, which is the boreal owl. And we have not had them here in care. This is, again, a very tiny little owl. They like conif they like conifers. Um, oh, they're very much a forest bird. Um, they do migrate. They're nocturnal hunters, and they like rodents and birds. Um, so that is a really, really brief, quick um, species list of what we have here in Michigan. Most of the owls that we see here in rehabilitation are for being hit by a car or are starving. Um, many of them have to be tube fed um, when they're in a starvation situation. Um, it's really nice when they finally start hissing and clicking at you. Um, it means they're doing better and things are more positive. Um, one of the situations you don't want to be in is to get hit by those talons. Um, I have ha been tube feeding one that could barely move and suddenly made a recovery and was kind enough to grab me. And um, you don't forget it and you respect those talons just a bit more. Um, owls are very amazing birds and um, we are lucky to have um, the 11 species that we do have here in Michigan and um, just being able to see them up close and um, watch them recover and be able to go back into the wild um, is a wonderful thing. So I hope you've enjoyed some of this information on our owls and um, that it gives you a better understanding of how they function. I want to thank you for listening to Bird Bits and today's episode of our Michigan Owls. I look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you for listening.